Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to Season 1, Episode 2 of The The Castle Castle Chat. Chat. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Episode 2. If you made it through Episode 1, thank you for listening all the way through. I know that was quite a long one. Um, We also got a lot of feedback and have kind of taken that and... Um, changed a couple of things for moving forward for episode two. So thanks for sticking through episode one and continuing on this journey with us. Season one, episode two is Where Were We Then in 2010. 2010. That's, yeah, 11 years ago, a while ago. That so, is a very long time ago. That's 11 years ago. Yeah, a lot. That's more than a decade. So we've been around for a while, haven't I know. we? 2010 Disney was a really good time, though. And so I'm really excited that we're going to be breaking down some things really focusing on kind of the movies and TV that were going on during that time, um, some awards, and just like some parks news, and then kind of wrapping up with what was going on in our lives in 2010. Yeah. And our Disney connection to that. So that's kind of what we're going to be breaking down in this episode and what you have to look forward to. Yeah, we uh, we mentioned it last time, but the idea that we came up with with this type of episode was kind of inspired by the... Uh, where are they now celebrity segments that I feel like I used to see on TV probably back in 2010 Um, but just kind of switching the role there and not where are we now but where were we then in the past we've been doing Disney for a long time so it'll be fun to kind of go back blast from the past let's do it let's jump in and get started All right, so we are jumping in with some movie and TV content, the stuff that was going on in 2010. And I think the big thing for me that was happening in 2010, movie-wise, was the release of Toy Story 3. Yeah, I mean, we are 90s babies, so Toy Story was our childhood. It really we was. grew up on it. Um, both 1 and 2 being released in the 90s was, you know, something that... I definitely remember so anticipating Toy Story 3 coming out was a huge thing oh yeah huge yeah watching the trailers waiting with my mom my dad um, my my siblings too just trying to figure out what could they I, I remember seeing an interview I think maybe with Tom Hanks or somebody from the movie and them just being like they came to us with the idea and we couldn't we could not say no like that the yeah. storyline was too good for us to say no so I just was super eager to see what they were going to do with Toy Story 3. And well, yeah. And I remember when they like announced the trailer, announced they were doing it, 
I remember being like, wow, they are still going to try and do this. And they were and out, they were saying also, this is going to be the last Toy Story, which to this day we know was not the last Toy Story. We didn't know that in 2010. I have my own, have my own thoughts about Toy Story 4, but Agreed. that's for another episode. Agreed. But for Toy Story 3, it was like, wow, us 90 babies are really getting like the movie that we wanted. We want to know what happens next. So that was really cool. And it's similar to when we found out about Incredibles as well, because mm-hmm. that was a big yeah. last time. That wasn't in 2010, but it made me think of that's a very similar Pixar scenario. So. Yeah, that one really hit home. I think with the release of Toy Story 4, it kind of continues that idea of us 90 babies, the the storyline is kind of following us through our adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember with Toy Story 3 being like, oh my gosh, I am Andy. I'm all grown up. I know. I have to you know, move on and, and be cried. a big girl. Oh, I cried hard. The end, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Oh yeah. It was happy and also... A lot of nostalgic oh, tears yeah. were shed um, during that movie. And I definitely saw it more than once in the theaters. I think I only saw it once in theaters, but I've definitely obviously watched it multiple times since yeah. then. Fun fact, um, Toy Story 3 was my husband and I's first official date, not in tw- not in 2010, but later on, the very first date that we actually really had was cute. watching Toy Story 3. So it holds a special place in my heart. Barbie sure. and Ken in that movie, I can't. It's so uh, good. It's so good. Spanish buzz for me. It's Spanish buzz <laughs> for me. <laughs> it is buzz. Oh, it's so good, man. There are so many good parts in that movie. What oh, a yeah. great 2010 release. Yeah, a, definitely a hit for Pixar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What else is on our movie list? Oh, Tangled. Okay, hands down, I'm a Tangled girl for sure. When it comes to princess movies, I love Tangled. Tangled is great. I... See, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I think that Frozen is better than Tangled, and people might fight me for that, but I am a big Frozen gal. But when Tangled came out, I was very intrigued with like learning more about Rapunzel's like behind the scenes, like what her storyline is, and I really enjoyed the movie, but I am a diehard Frozen gal, so like it's that was difficult for me. <laughs> Just being straight up honest, guys. Mm-hmm. Especially Frozen 2, man, I could just cry for hours over that movie. But really, I like seeing Punzi and her like adventurous self in this movie and the way that she is just like on this adventure. Yeah, I think the humor in Tangled is what has my heart and captured my attention right off the bat. I do think that its initial release was kind of underplayed and the the whole release of the movie in general was a little bit underwhelming I don't think it was it wasn't Frozen yeah. when it came out I yeah. mean when Frozen came out everyone was talking about it every little kid under the age of 10 or adult over <laughs> the age of 20 was singing the songs I mean it was yeah. everywhere um, and I don't think Tangled had that no. um, type of kickstart I think it's gotten more popular as the years have gone I on I agree um, I think people realized maybe more adults than children realized the humor um Mm -hmm. of the movie i just thought it was clever i love pascal and how he was sarcastic and funny even without having any dialogue um yeah parts of those the the movie um they they gave me a good laugh so um i i particularly like that movie and um i see the light i mean how can yeah i mean i as much as i can say i love frozen 
I do. Like, there are so many moments in Tangled where I'm like, this is an incredible movie. This yeah. is an incredible movie. It's beautiful. Like, the, the animation is amazing. Like, it's... For 2010 animation, like, that is... It's really good. And I can appreciate it for that for sure. And I would agree. I think it has gotten a lot more popular in the past couple years. Yeah. Do you want to take a, a quick tangent? Okay. To connect your love for Frozen with mine for Tangled. Yeah, go that, for it. The, I don't know what you're going. Oh, I don't, don't know where you're going with this, but I'm excited. We recently talked about this theory on oh. Frozen meets Tangled meets Tarzan. Yes. Okay. Let's let's quickly let's let's let, let's explain that. Okay. I got really excited. I could. I just started stuttering. I was like, <laughs> yes, tell him about the theory. Yes. Yeah, so apparently, there's this theory. Obviously, it's all made up to some extent but nobody's denied any of it either um if you want to believe it you can it's fun to speculate (laughs) um so somebody pieced together the storylines of tangled tarzan and frozen and the idea was that tarzan and um his parents are stranded on an island nobody knows where they were going to on their boat uh, but they shipwreck stuck on an island tarzan's raised by apes his parents are sadly killed by is it a jaguar yes jaguar a jaguar um and so um the idea was that tarzan is actually the younger brother of anna and elsa that their parents left arendelle on their ship to go to rapunzel's homecoming coronation is mm-hmm. is that right am the i getting court. this right yes yeah so so the king and queen of arendelle anna and elsa's parents mm-hmm. leave to go see rapunzel's coronation in corona mm-hmm. and are shipwrecked along the way and little did anyone know but baby tarzan was on the way who happens to be the younger brother of anna and elsa potentially so wild it's, it's a fun story. I mean, I think it's fun to let your imagination run a little wild with that. And yeah, I think that's real because I'm like that could be that could be real. I can see where you put. I have a feeling this theory came out prior to Frozen Two because the storyline in Frozen Two talks about how or why the parents left Arendelle. Yes. So um, yeah, Frozen Two kind so, of discredits that, but I think it's a good fun theory to think about. I mean, people also connect Little Mermaid with the shipwreck as well. Yeah. So like. Yep. A lot of people are taking movies and saying this is what it actually means and so i like to listen to them and it's speculate fun. it's fun creativity what a great tangent yeah okay sorry no <laughs> it's it was great i loved it but um yeah tangled that was 2010 and so it was Sorcerer three but also a movie that i have yet to see which you were shocked when i told you i hadn't seen it very and I'm sorry to the world that I have not seen this yet, is Tron Legacy. Yes, Tron Legacy. So on my end, I have not seen the original Tron, which I should, but I do love Tron Legacy. I um, I feel like it's kind of uh, a more edgy Wreck-It Ralph kind of vibe. <laughs> edgy Wreck-It Ralph. You know, you go into the video game and... Um, I just, I think the story is um, great. I think the music by Daft Punk was really great and kind of set the tone for um, the movie. I think when a movie has a great soundtrack, it always makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So um, I I enjoyed that movie thoroughly and it's one I've watched several times, not just, you know, a one and done. Um, So now because of that movie, we're getting Tron in the parks though. We, We have it in Shanghai, but we're getting it in... 
Magic Kingdom, Orlando, Florida. So yeah, if you guys didn't know, there is a Tron ride coming to Magic Kingdom. And do we know when it's supposed to open at this point? We don't. It was supposed to open for the 50th, I believe. Mm-hmm. But with COVID and timeline pushbacks and budget cuts and all that good stuff, I don't know that there's a an official date. I think they said 2022, or they're hoping for 2022. Yeah. Um, but... Without Tron Legacy in 2010, we would not be getting this exactly. ride. And the idea for the ride comes from the movie, where in the movie, part of the main character's journey to kind of accomplish his mission, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to say too much, you should go and watch it and, and learn the storyline yeah. for yourself. I mean, um, I'm one of those people, I have to go watch it. Right, but to, to part, part of his journey requires him to play a game. And he has to essentially like beat AI, beat oh. you know the computer, um, and he part of the game is riding on a motorcycle type vehicle called a light cycle. It's got LED looking yeah. like bright colored wheels, which is what this ride in Magic Kingdom, this roller coaster is going. The, the ride vehicles are going to be the light cycles, so you ride it like a motorcycle, um, facing forward and. and holding onto the handlebars that's so fun um, so so it's it's meant to be like you're in the game which i think is very Tomorrowland forward oh yes definitely i'm very excited for yeah. that i'm excited to watch the movie and then ride it whenever it opens so if you want to watch um a point of view video of it already you can look at the shanghai one because i believe that they are making it exactly the same yes. as the one in shanghai so if you're interested you can look that up on youtube i definitely have already done that so <laughs> um yeah that's tron um so let's segue a little bit here, away from movies, TV, the good old Disney Channel. Man. In 2010. Which 2010 Disney Channel is interesting, it's an interesting Disney Channel, I would say. I would say where I was at mentally in 2010 <laughs> is when I started tapering off of yes. Disney Channel Same. in my everyday after school program content yeah because we were in high school yeah so i 2010 is the year that i turned 16 so i definitely the the new shows that started coming out on disney channel that year weren't shows that i started watching at all yeah i there were older shows that were starting to phase out and kind of get to those final seasons that i was interested in seeing how they wrapped up yeah like Um, hannah montana like exactly like hannah montana i've been watching that for (laughs) one too many years to not see how it all played out um but the newer shows um specifically shake it up and sweet life on deck those were ones that i remember seeing the previews for them and just kind of being like "Eh, i don't know if i'll watch it see for I would say for Shake It Up, I was like, okay, I'm not really going to watch this. Or Zendaya. It's also like, eh, not really into these two. But Sweet Life on Deck, I actually was interested in it because I love Sweet Life on Zack and Cody. And grew up on that and loved it. And I was like, okay, I want to see what they do with this. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to see how the character stories keep going and then these new characters they're going to introduce. So I was big into Sweet Life on Deck as like a freshman in high school. I was like, I don't want to tell people that I'm super into this, but I was. (laughs) I was like, I want to know what's going on. And so... I really enjoyed that show, but the other ones, even like the what the Jonas Brothers show, that yeah, they had Jonas and, LA or yeah, whatever it's called, and yeah. then like Sunny with a Chance, which had Demi Lovato in it. Mm-hmm. I those shows I was like, I'm not as much like I'm just not interested in them as much as I was. Right. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, 
carrying on in a sweet life on deck hannah montana wrapping up mm-hmm. and kind of stuff like that but yep for sure it's like crazy to think that hannah montana even ended anyways because i loved that show yeah i so much was a big hannah montana fan for sure oh we also had wizards of waverly place going on was that mm-hmm. wrapping up in 2010 or where was that at uh i'm not sure to be honest i definitely watched a handful of wizards of waverly place seasons um but i clearly wasn't into it enough to be watching mm. those final episodes i liked it yeah <laughs> i they came out with the wizard wizards of wizards of waverly place movies yeah and i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna watch these these are so great mm-hmm. i really liked the wizards of waverly place yeah they were i mean i thought it was a a good show um like i said i just think it's 16 i was yeah. kind of tapering off of how much disney channel i was watching um but I don't know. I mean, shake it up. I don't know how long that show lasted, but I, I, think I mean, Zendaya got a great start from that oh, and, yeah. you know, has made a full career. A lot of these Disney Channel stars who start off on shows like these do a lot of big things. Oh, yeah. I think about Miley Cyrus. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus, um, Selena Gomez. Yeah. All of them. They, they all are obviously very talented people. Well, what usually happens with every single person on these Disney Channel shows is that they all think at some point that they can sing and some of them actually can <laughs> and other, others of them can't, but they all end up coming out with some type of single and you're like, okay, here they go. And I always thought that was so interesting. I'm watching Disney Channel and then one of their songs would just come on and I'm like, I didn't know you sing. I'm like, oh yeah, well, you're a Disney Channel star, so they're probably just going to make you sing at some point. Yeah. Can you like, Ariana Grande started on a Nickelodeon show. I know. I used to watch her YouTube videos of her doing impersonations, oh. and I was like, oh man, I don't really watch the show that she's on, but she's really good at these impersonations. Yeah, now look at her. But like, I mean, let's just say, Taylor Swift didn't star on Disney Channel, and she's still, she's great. She's big. So she like, is, yeah. What if she had, though? What, wonder what, sh- what show would I put Taylor Swift in if she started on Disney Channel? Uh, would I put on her on Disney Channel? I, I don't know probably put her on in Hannah Montana like as one of Hannah Montana's friends she she could have been like one of her singing friends exactly the country music singer she does the reverse reveal of I'm Hannah Montana but really I'm Miley Stewart and (laughs) that could a whole new season on a celebrity finding out her real identity Disney messed up they should have done that darn Darn, but Taylor Swift didn't need them. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I can do this. I don't need you guys. Always got to have a way to plug in Taylor Swift in some way. So that's all I got with that. But um, I feel like that's really it for like TVs and movies, the big things that were going on in 2010. Yeah, I. those are the ones when trying to do a little bit of research for this and looking up um, what had come out that year. Those were the ones that I personally remember yeah them coming out and either having some form of an opinion or being excited about yeah them um at the time so yeah cool well let's segue into some awards that were given yeah in 2010 um and i this is again in 2010 as a 16 year old i actually was excited to watch the oscars I like had the ballot and tried to pick all the movies that were going to win and the actresses that were going to win. I was trying to be really into it and act like I knew what was going on um, when people were getting these awards. But um, 
in that particular year up won two Oscars, one for Best Animated Feature and Best Score. So I can't, I would need to look it up, but I think that might be the only Pixar movie that has gotten two Oscars, one for... Well, I think Up deserves it. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. I mean, I could listen to Married Life all day long. It's very sweet. Is it Michael Michael Giacchino? Michael, I don't know how you say his last name. He, that's over my head. I honestly, I don't know. Giacchino, Giacchino. I don't know. There, it's Italian, clearly. <laughs> um, but he is a genius when it comes to writing music, yeah. and I think he wrote that music so well to be able the the visual content of Up. Specifically, the first five minutes. Carl <laughs> Back and to Ellie. the first five minutes. Uh, Here we are again. I, that it. I, when people, when you ask people about up, that's what they remember. Yeah, a hundred percent. But to be able to have the visual of the Pixar animation paired with the music is what made it emotional. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Uh, I, it's an incredible piece of cinematic art altogether. Yeah. I love it. It deserved that award both for best animated feature and best score. They're all, I mean, I think it's a big deal for an animated feature to win best score. Yeah. Really. That's a big deal. Yeah, because it's, I mean, the music in a film is supposed to help. This is my personal rundown of how I think these things work. <laughs> I'm definitely not an expert. Um, but... The music in the film is supposed to help the audience interpret the the message, the emotional response of the characters, and um, without that dramatization through instruments, it takes away the impact that the movie can have. And so for an animated feature to have computer-generated actors and uh, like faces and emotions and everything, for it to also have a score that really spoke to people. I, I just think that's really cool. That is really cool. But I'm also very biased when it comes to Disney music. So <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. That was pretty cool. Um, well, in March 2010, Richard and Robert Sherman were honored with a window on Main Street in Disneyland. So just to break that down a little bit, um, Richard and Richard and Robert Sherman were the people that actually made the music for Mary Poppins, correct? Yeah, they're like Walt Disney's right-hand men when it came to creating a Disney hit. They are, I think, the impetus of quintessential Disney sound. Yeah. So I thought it was... And they're brothers. Yeah, they're brothers. That's so fun. Um, There is a documentary about them on Disney+. Plus. You should definitely check it out if you haven't. Um kind of a sad story they kind of had a falling out um later in life they obviously you know worked really well together um early in their career uh but anyway I thought it was really sweet that they got to be honored in that way um by getting a window on Main Street for those of you who don't know the windows on Main Street in Disneyland and Disney World are areas they're um how would you describe it? Well, it's when you look at the windows, they have like writing on them, like like a like an old timey window you'd see when you walk by a barber mm-hmm. shop. It would have like the description of the barber shop on the window. So it's like an old timey window, but the names that are on there, like like you're saying, they are not just random. 
yeah, it's like an homage to all of these pivotal people in creating various parts of Disney, whether it be a big deal. Yeah. Whether it be parks or movies or Imagineering, um, there are different names up there that honor particular people for their, their contribution to the Walt Disney company. Um, so to be, I, I wonder if they're the only musicians. I don't there. know what it like what you have to do to get on a window, but I do think it's really cool that they have it set up that way because when you're walking through Main Street, if you didn't know that fact, you just think, Oh, how cool they've really like made this immersive and made mm-hmm. it look like it's an old timey Main Street. But if you it's almost like trying to find somebody's name in the credits. Like if these people yeah. have, have made some type of impact on the Di- Walt Disney Company, that's why their name is on there. And so it's almost like you could search you could probably find somebody's name and search for it and be like, I wanna I wanna find the Sherman Brothers' names. Like, next yeah. time you're in Disneyland, try and actually find it on a window where mm-hmm. it is and knowing that they were awarded that because of how great they were at their music. So Yeah, I love that you attributed the windows to credits in the movies yeah. because the idea for Walt Disney creating Main Street was for it to kind of mirror your experience in going to see a movie. Yeah. Like, the train station is meant to be a curtain to block your visual your vision from seeing what's behind the curtain and then when you go under the train station it has all of the coming soon posters just like you see uh, at the movies oh, yeah. and then you walk down main street and it's like you know you you see the show and kind of what's in front of you um but also makes sense that you could attribute the windows to being like credits yeah wow cool. that is cool yeah love that i didn't even think about how that could connect but that is that is really cool i like that Yes. What else do we have on our award list? Oh, I love this. I love this little bullet point. So it's not necessarily a, a formal award, but it was an award of sorts given to guests starting in 2010. Do you want to talk about yeah. this a little bit? So this was what the Give a Day, Get a Day Disney like service initiative? Yes. Tell us about so this. the service initiative was basically if you went out and did some community service for a specific Disney affiliated company um, business, but they had like a list of different companies that you could go serve with and do community service, you would actually be awarded a free park day for going and doing community service with the company, which I think is great. And I mean, it one promotes community service. Two, who doesn't want a free park ticket to Disney? So that's an awesome setup. So I think that was great. And I, they don't do it anymore, though. Yeah, it was just for that year. And I'm sure with how social media and all of that works now, if, you, if Disney put something like that out, everybody would uh, be... Yeah. Everybody would be trying to find loopholes as well and doing it and being like all over the place trying to yeah. get as many free tickets as yeah. possible. I think it would have been a really awesome thing for Florida residents. Like, you know, oh, for your, cool. yeah. your family to go out, serve your community and make an impact outside of, you know, your, your every day, but then also get a day trip with your family to Walt Disney World. Yeah. So cool. I think that that's probably really tough to do now oh very <laughs> tough to do now but, but back then like I can imagine a family ago. being like we're gonna go serve together and start give back to our community and then as a celebration of us serving as a family we're gonna go to Disney World for a day like that I just think that's fun yeah absolutely and it's I think there's something um bonding wise that happens one with serving with other people and two with traveling with other people so yeah. I think that was probably 
I mean, if families or anyone, if you participated in the 2010 Give a Day, yes. Get a Day. We want to hear from you. Yes. Please, <laughs> please shoot us a DM or an email um, and tell us about your experience because I think this idea is super cool um, and good on Disney for encouraging their guests to give back yeah. to their community. It's a great way to award them too and to wrap up our little awards section there. Yeah, that was our last bullet point for that. We're going to move on to parks now. Yes. Oh, I get so excited when we get to parks content. I know. it's uh, There's always the most to talk about. To talk about with the parks. There's so many parks. There's, yeah, we could go on for... So many things were growing and changing in 2010 in the parks. And I feel like I just know a lot about the parks, so it's easy for me to sit here and be like, oh, I can talk about all these different things that were going on in 2010. So... Yeah, we're going to kick things off with talking about the world of color, which is a water and lights show, yes, correct? correct? Water and lights show at Disneyland, which is a pretty big deal for that park um, because they didn't have a nighttime show before then. Yeah, no, I think that this is for Disneyland goers, Disneyland fans. This is a big deal. I have never seen World of Color in person, but for them to finally get this nighttime spectacular in the California Adventure um, Park. And I think it just been renamed as California Adventure as well. Yes. Which is also cool that was happening at the same time. Yeah. Just a big um, way to kind of kick off that new branding, I think, too. Um, But people today still big fans of world of color yeah i can't wait for the day that i get to see it in person we get to go one day that'll be so fun yes and mickey's toontown in 2010 that was still that was still happening it's not it doesn't walt disney world yeah it doesn't exist anymore well they have they still have a partial toontown at disneyland but it is being replaced because they're building mickey minnie's runaway railway ride which is going to take away toontown in disneyland yeah, which is where in Disney World is where we have Storybook Circus. Yes. Yeah, so. But I loved Toontown. My favorite thing to do in Mickey's Toontown was to go into Mickey and Minnie's house and like see the way their house was set up. Yes. I just, I have vivid memories of walking through Minnie's house and being like, I am in the house of the mouse. Like I'm in here. I'm in here. This is her house. This is her kitchen. Like mm-hmm. I'm just feeling like mm-hmm. Minnie's going to come out of the door at any point. Like I just thought that was so cool that they had that set up and I really miss that that's not there anymore like I'm sad I know I also have very vivid memories of going through that part of the park um Barnstormer was back there too so Uh, I think the storyline of you know Mickey Minnie Goofy and all that um, but it wasn't called Barnstormer back then was it it was like goof it was like Goofy's um it was called something else I don't think it was called the Barnstormer Mm, I don't have I'm gonna have to look that that up and come back to you guys later with that but I don't I think it used to be called something else before it was the barnstormer I always called it Goofy's roller coaster as a kid yeah so I mean that's what I kid. that's like your favorite roller coaster to go on yeah you could see him like on the his little figurine on the sign or on the ride so I was just like oh yeah that's Goofy's roller coaster yeah I do miss Toontown though it was a fun little area so I'm sad that there will no longer be remnants of it in Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, both Disney World and Disneyland. I know. It will be sad to see it go in Disneyland, too. But I think one of the parks that has changed the most since 2010 is 
Disney's Hollywood Studios, which at that time was still MGM. I think MGM, it turned to MGM in 2012, I think. Or 2008. I'm getting the dates mixed up. Hmm. I, I need to fact check it. But yeah, I would need to fact yes, check this. Yes, indeed. It was quite different in specifically 2010. Yes. I, if you were to go, if you were to go into Hollywood Studios right now and snap your fingers and it's 2010, I guarantee you, you would not know where you're going. Oh my gosh. No Toy Story Land, no Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Edge, no Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It was that whole still... section of the park was completely different. Yeah, that center area covered by the sorcerer's hat. Yes, we don't have a sorcerer's hat anymore. Yep, it's no no more. There's, I think it's that was a a big deal. Yeah, well, every park has its own icon right you've got magic kingdom where you've got the castle you've got epcot which has got the spaceship earth you know the golf ball the epcot ball (laughs) whatever people want to call it and you know animal kingdom's got the huge tree but for hollywood studios or for mgm it was it was the sorcerer's hat it was the big blue hat with the stars on it that was your park icon yeah and now the park icon i would say is tower of terror yeah it's definitely tower of terror now they've made that very clear yeah but for a long time people thought it was the sorcerer's hat which was ended up being a temporary thing yeah which is sad because i thought that was great because you could do pin trading underneath it because it was a huge pin shop yep and i loved going in the hat to go buy pins that was super fun yeah i have again vivid memories of walking into mgm or what's now disney's hollywood studios and being like oh there's a hat and it's so fun going up under it and thinking it was really cool yeah it is it was a really cool piece of art really is what it was and then they took it down now you can really see the chinese theater which is behind it which before mm-hmm. you really couldn't see that yeah. because the, the hat was blocking it so i think in that sense it is kind of nice to see that view as, as well but um yeah there i mean a lot of the rides are different so like back then um there was the backlot tour which was very popular mm-hmm. um where you got to basically um get on this tram and kind of see the behind the scenes of some of the like famous movies and and tvs and tv shows and a lot of artifacts from those movies and kind of how they do some special effects which i thought was like if you're learning what it's like to be in a movie this is how you learn like this is so yeah. cool and i loved the backlot tour yeah i thought that that in terms of what the theme or mission of hollywood studios yes. was it made a lot of sense um was lights motors action in existence i think it was in existence at that time okay because that too is it was a stunt show it was to show you how they did car stunts in movies i used to think hollywood studios was such a cool park because you it was like you 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 stepped into the movie and you got to learn like how everything was created and how things were made and i'm a very big behind the scenes type of person i Mm -hmm. love documentaries and like just learning how things all come together Mm -hmm. and so that park was so fun for me in 2010 because it really like scratched that itch that I had and it was just a super super fun park I think the idea went from taking you into the movie in a behind the scenes sense to a very literal taking you into you were in the movie like you were literally you're getting on the Millennium Falcon you are in Batu. you are in Andy's backyard yeah like no question about it which i think is also really cool in its own sense and so i do really like that they have added those but i do get very nostalgic about even the honey i shrunk the kids play area where you oh, thought man. that you were like a little little bug in the tall grass it was just so fun it was so immersive as well and so 
I definitely miss a lot of those things, especially the great movie ride, mm-hmm. which was recently had gone away. But in 2010, I feel like I was like, I'm running to get on the great movie ride. I was so convinced at an early age that the hijack of the ride vehicles was real. Oh my gosh, that's I, so funny. Yeah, I mean... Well, why don't you explain that a little bit more, the high, like people that had never been on The Great Movie Ride. So The Great Movie Ride was essentially a ride through big hits, big movies. Uh, I think there was Wizard of Oz, Casablanca, mm-hmm. Alien, Mary Indiana Poppins. Jones, Mary Poppins, uh, lots, lots of movies. Um, and there's this part in the ride where it kind of talks about old westerns. Mm-hmm. And um, out of the blue, there's like this loud sound, and it's a, it's supposed to be a, a gun firing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy who comes out of one of the saloons in this little section of the ride um, takes takes over your ride vehicle and tells the cast member who's giving you the tour through the movies to get lost. I think it's funny that you thought that it actually was real. Yeah, when I was younger, I was... Uh, You're scared. Like, was what? holding on to my yeah. mom or dad being like, oh my gosh, somebody's hijacking <laughs> our ride. That. It was a really cool ride, though, and it's it's cool how, like, you move from room to room and you really feel like, okay, I've left Wizard of Oz, Oz and I'm entering into Alien, which is, like, such a drastic shit. Like, you can you can move through these movie scenes so well, and it was mm-hmm. I thought it was just a really well-put-together ride. Um, so when they announced that was going away, I was sad. Yep. No, I, I was, I was bummed. I, I like Mickey and Minnie's, um, runaway, Mm -hmm. but there's definitely some nostalgia, I think, with where Hollywood Studios or MGM was in 2010 that had this, like, old Hollywood nostalgia to it. Yes. Um, which I think was the goal when it first opened. Um, and now it's definitely taken a new age, modern approach. And yeah. so that's kind of what I remember about the park during 2010 specifically was just it being, yes, I'm going back into, I'm going into the movies behind the scenes. Um, even the Indiana Jones show. Oh, you know, I'm so glad again, they still have that. It's kind of that. like a behind the scenes. This is how we do these stunts kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and the park's taking a very different turn to all of the new things coming yeah. in. Um, but I definitely remember that time and being like, wow, this is how they make movies. I know. And one thing you had mentioned that you vividly remember from 2010 in, in Hollywood Studios was the High School Musical 3 parade. <laughs> Sing along, whatever they called it. I don't even remember the name of it, but I, I also vividly remember I, the High School Musical 3 parade. Yes, I remember this strongly i have old home videos i'll have to find and post on our instagram oh my gosh please do um but my sisters were super young at the time and they knew the songs to the movies and i think in our little family videos that we have they're kind of like dancing in the crowd but um funny enough do you know who miranda sings is yes and people tell me that i look like her often Okay, I can see that. Like not as as Miranda sings, but as her as yes. her real self. Whatever, yes. I forget her name. But people tell me a lot. Oh my gosh, you look like Miranda sings, and I'm like, is that a compliment? Because I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a compliment for sure. <laughs> um, I feel bad for not knowing her. Not Colleen. I think yes. it's Colleen. Yes, Colleen. It if is. you're listening to this, rare chance you are. But if you are, we love you. 
she was in this parade. She was? Yes. No. Yes. There was like footage of her in this parade. That is so cool. Yeah. So I, um, I know that fact specifically, but I remember going to Hollywood Studios and High School Musical, specifically High School Musical 3 was very big at the time. And they pulled this little like float around <laughs> and the, the songs going down yeah, the street yes and they had the cheerleaders and so good i think i remember uh, w l d wildcats <laughs> exactly <laughs> sorry exactly. what do you remember i got excited there no it's totally fine what team wildcats um <laughs> get your head in the game <laughs> i i remember though um like standing there as a 16 year old i loved the movie i was big zach efron fan i i loved high school musical 3 and i remember sitting and watching the parade and being like this is a this is a sad excuse of a representation of high school musical 3 you're like you could never yeah you can never be him yeah you're not gabriella no way um but Um. i mean I guess it was something that was very popular and current. So oh, yeah, and I'm sure sense. younger kids were probably like, oh. "That's Zac Efron. That's my that's Troy Bolton. That my is sisters Troy Bolton. were there for sure in their minds. They were yeah. like, oh, it's High School Musical. They're here. Yeah, the high school came. I think <laughs> that's so fun. And that that parade actually went on for quite quite some time. Yeah, I don't know mm. how long, but I just remember going on multiple Disney trips and remembering it was that still <laughs> like there. It was still there. And you're like, okay, are they still doing this? But that was pretty great. Honestly, there was a lot going on in Hollywood Studios, and I feel like we could talk a lot about that but why don't we top um top words guys i struggle sometimes with this it's okay we get excited it's okay i get so excited and i just forget what words are um (laughs) but there are a lot of other things that were going on in the parks um in epcot two restaurants opened uh, la hacienda and via napoli i'm personally a big fan of via napoli which is pasta and pizza and just give me italian all day long thank you 2010 for bringing us yes. via napoli yes la hacienda is fine uh, but thank you for via napoli <laughs> <laughs> we thank you bob Iger. yes bob yeah bob Iger is the ceo of the walt disney company yeah. in 2010 so he did a lot of really great things he's known as the acquisition master oh, yeah. um so we're super grateful for all the things that he did yeah. for the walt disney I company mean, so it can be what it is today when he was the ceo in that year cars land was being made mm-hmm. um alani which is the resort in hawaii was mm-hmm. also in progress and being built so there was a lot of big things going on you know that they were building in the parks when he was the ceo mm-hmm. oh and uh toy story land launched in paris yeah which I don't know how before this day I did not know that there was already a Toy Story Land before there was our Toy Story Land that we know in our Walt Disney World Park. Yeah. So when I discovered that piece of tidbit when I was doing um, some research, I was like, oh my gosh, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It already existed. I didn't even know that. How did I not know that? Yeah. Well, and I think it's cool to pair uh, Toy Story 3 coming yes. out in this year with the opening of this park in Disneyland Paris. Oh, so yeah, I'm sure that was super popular. Yeah, it was probably a little strategic on, on yeah. their end. But um, yeah, no, all three, like Cars Land, crazy. Toy Story Land and Disneyland Paris, very glad that they did that so we could have ours in Walt Disney World. Yes, for sure. And Alani, I've never been, but I will go someday. 
Well, one thing that was happening during that time and was uh, a lot different than it is now are the park ticket prices. Oh my gosh. Break that down for us. Okay. So back in 2010, you could get a one-day park ticket between $79 and $82 per day for an adult. Or you could get a four-day Magic Your Way ticket with Park Hopper for $277 to $286, which is so much cheaper than it is today. Massively cheaper. Crazy. One day with Park Hopper, I think, is over $200. Oh yeah, without it, it's like 150. I know mm-hmm. that. So I think mm-hmm. over it's like 210 or something. And then, gosh, a four-day park hopper, you're looking at at least 500 dollars, probably more. But yeah, it's definitely changed. I mean, everything price-wise has gone up. But yeah. it was, and I, I'm sure I'd like to know, like with inflation, what that actually equates to today. If yeah. it was actually cheaper, or who knows? But when I when I saw those prices, I was like. Man, if we could go to Disney now for that price, that would be awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we would be there all the time. We covered a lot with park stuff. Yeah. 2010 was a very interesting year. Um, a lot of more things were opening than I than I realized, but I think we could really um, spend some time wrapping up just talking about kind of our lives in 2010 and our connection to Disney and what was going on in the good old 2010 when we were I was a freshman and you were a sophomore yeah I was a sophomore in high school yeah so do you want to start yeah I in 2010 um let's see I finished my sophomore year early 2010 turned 16 had my sweet 16 party in my parents basement love it apologize to anyone who participated in that um we had a dance party for my sweet 16 in 2010 and looking back I regret some of those birthday choices that I made but that is okay um and in late 2010 I um, actually had a soccer tournament in Fort Lauderdale so we made a Disney trip out of it on our way back from the soccer tournament so we drove I think it was 12 hours 12 hours to Fort Lauderdale and um, my sisters, lucky them, got left with my grandparents <laughs> in Orlando for a couple of days while I had my tournament. And then on our way back, we joined up with them and stayed in Disney for a couple of days. Um, it was Christmas time, and that was my first experience seeing the Osborne Lights, which <gasps> oh, again was in 2010. I forgot that was in DH. That was in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, so they sadly don't do that anymore. But I mean, the Osborne Lights. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, is basically it was called the Osborne Spectacle of Lights or. Something, something like that. Something like that. A grand name for it, but it was this section of MGM or Hollywood Studios um, that was just covered in Christmas lights. And then intermittently throughout the night, there was it was like a show. They had segmented it to match music mm-hmm. and so the lights would go off and kind of dance with the music oh so cool. um, i mean the whole building the dancing lights I don't know. it was the whole building was covered in lights mm-hmm. and it was on the streets of america part so there was this part in hollywood studios where it would look like you're walking down the street of like new york and at the very end of the road they had this like piece of artwork that was an illusion it made it look like the road kept going but mm-hmm. it was just a, it was just a wall and all the buildings leading up to that wall at the end were covered literally top to bottom in mm-hmm. lights like 
themed and synced to Christmas music. And yeah. you just stand there. I remember taking so many pictures and video being like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So much fun to be there during Christmas and to see that. Yeah. Now the Streets of America is gone and it's Galaxy's Edge is right. now what's in that same area. But yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. Also, I realized I made a mistake. I was not a freshman in high school in 2010. I was a sophomore. Well, you transitioned from freshman to sophomore mid, no, well, mid-year, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, I was yeah. finishing my freshman year, starting my sophomore year that fall. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking I was finishing my eighth grade year and starting my ninth grade year, but I wasn't. Yeah, the thing, the way that I remember my, what like what year I was in, what grade, mm-hmm. for me, the year I was born lines up with the years, so... I graduated from eighth grade in 2008. I graduated from ninth grade in 2009. Uh, I graduated from my sophomore year, 10th grade in 2010. So it is really easy for me to... Well, see, mine's the opposite. Mine's like I started ninth grade yeah. in 2009. Yeah, started there you go. Grade. Started yeah. my senior year in 2012, graduated 2013. But when I was a sophomore in high school, I actually that year... I took two family trips. I took one in the, I think it was August, and then I took one right between Christmas and New Year. Mm -hmm. The one in August was super fun because I was meeting my grandparents and my aunt and uncle and my cousins down in Florida. They came over from England. Like I said, I liked to, most of my trips going up were meeting them there for a family trip. Um, But my cousins didn't know that I was coming. And so I showed up at the villa that they were renting. My grandparents, my aunt and uncle knew, but I just showed up and I was like, hey guys. And my youngest cousin was in the shower at the time and he freaked out. He was like seven years old and he flipped out. And the other cousin was just crazy because she, she is crazy and she loves me. And, um, I think she almost had a heart attack. She was so excited. She was so, so excited. So it was it was a blast. It was so much fun going then. I remember we actually have my grandparents for Christmas that year got me a, like, used to be able to, I guess you can still do this now, taking a picture that we took on our trip and made it into a puzzle. And oh. the picture that they picked was all of us standing in front of the Mickey Sorcerer hat. Oh, no. Which goes back to what we were talking <laughs> earlier. So I got this present for Christmas from them from our trip that was us um, on there and um, doing that, which was super, super fun. And... Yeah, it was it was a great time to be in Disney World. Um, I had those two trips and going during Christmas, I got to, see the, got to see the Christmas lights, which was super fun. And yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so that was kind of like what was going on Disney times for me. Yeah, for sure. I, like I said, was trying to figure out, you know, if I wanted to be cool and not love Disney as much as I did, but yeah. was. Uh, very big Disney fan even then um and still just super intrigued by everything going on in the parks and loved yeah the movies and um like I said you know even following them through award shows like the Oscars um were things that I was doing back in in that time 11 years ago wow um yeah thanks for taking the trip back to 2010 with us that was fun yeah no I mean we every season we'll pick a new a new year we'll try to keep it interesting but um it's always fun to kind of remember different parts of time and the big changes that happen and the things that you know are important to us and 
special memories that we get to have. One of the, like you said, you surprised your, your family and your cousins um, on your trip. And on my trip in 2010, my mom surprised me by telling me I was going to have a little brother. So that is awesome. Yeah. So I actually found out about my sweet little brother, Drew, um, on one of those trips. So little memories like that, you know, that stick with you for a long time. Um, they're fun to go back and revisit, not just for history and the park's sake, but personal sake too. Yeah. Oh, so fun. 2010. What a cool year. All right, guys, we are going to start wrapping things up with our segments we like to do at the end of each episode. We're going to start with our small shop shout out. Yeah, small shop shout out. I said that better this week. Last time I was not great at saying that. It but is a tongue twister. Our small shop shout out for this week is called The Pixie Place. That is their name on Instagram. They make a lot of really awesome Disney apparel. I personally have a really cool t-shirt from them. It's called the Skyliner Tee, mm-hmm. and it literally has the four park icons, like a cross, like a skyline, and I just think it's so cool. I have it in long sleeve. I need it in a short sleeve in every color because it is <laughs> so cute, and all of her shirts are really awesome. I don't know. I just feel like her designs are really unique, and I've really enjoyed the content that she's been putting out and the stuff that she has. So Yeah, it's really cool to see uh, people get creative with different aspects of the park and adding them into apparel that you can wear while you're there and I think that the designs that she's come out with are really like you said unique and interesting um so definitely go check the pixie place out on Instagram and their website and support their small shop and wear their stuff in the parks I'm giggling because Penny is in here with her toy and she is really trying to get my attention. And so this is just giving me a good little giggle. Our mascot Penny. Our mascot Penny. I just love her little features that she has. It's great. But yes, check out the Pixie Place. Follow them on Instagram. Support their business. We love them for sure. Our next segment, Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions. What's our unpopular opinion today? Well... This might be just for me. It might be for more people than just me. But my unpopular opinion for this week is that some treats, specifically the Rice Krispie treats from the confectionery. When you go in the confectionery on Main Street in Magic Kingdom, and you can find these Rice Krispie treats in other places in the parks too. But specifically, the first place you'll see them is all over the confectionery in the magic kingdom just currently under refurbishment so you can find it next door but (laughs) they are they're not as good as they i mean they're everywhere and i just don't really think that they're that delicious but you know what is better than those ones are the ones that we made what did you not know if you didn't know we made rice krispie treats this week and they're so good yeah, we made some homemade Mickey Rice Krispie, Rice Krispie treats that are meant to be copycats visually. But I think we added a little bit of magic in there, a little bit of pixie dust. Yeah, you'll have to head over to our Instagram to check it out. Where can yes. they find us on Instagram? Oh, at the Castle Chat. You can also email us at thecastlechat at gmail.com. We love your DMs and your emails and you guys looking at our content. So definitely go check us out there. Um, and be sure to drop a comment in one of our posts letting us know what was your favorite Disney Channel show from 2010? Yeah, or I movie. Know. Or movie. Either or. If you weren't in Disney Channel, 
let us know what your favorite one was out of the ones that we mentioned because we want to know that as well yeah there's a lot of good ones we'll be curious to see uh maybe we'll post a poll also yeah see see what people are thinking was their favorite one from that year yeah and do we want to give them a sneak peek of what's coming next week of course we do well what do we got coming on next week next week is episode three of season one and it is digging deep digging deep what is that it is where we take a disney movie and we literally break it down to find all like the different meanings behind what disney was trying to do with the movie really like all movies have some type of meaning it's a deeper meaning an emotional meaning we want to break it down and kind of explore that and discover that uh, more so what's the movie that we're going to be digging into moana <gasps> yes make I'm, way make, make way, way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are super excited to dig deep into moana and i think that's what makes people so attached to these disney movies is that there really is a deep emotional connection that you can make to them and and find ways for them to apply to yeah. what's personally going on in your life and uh, we're excited to talk more about that Well, thanks for joining us this week and tuning in. Um, as always, there is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye. Bye.